Welcome to Trust the Journey. I'm Jason Maletsky. <laughs> and I'm Melanie Curtis. Our mission is to live, laugh, love, and learn together with you. Amen. We are here to create conscious connections, to grow and contribute through our practice of openness, honesty, vulnerability, humility, and trust, trusting the entire journey. If you would like to connect with us anywhere on the internet, you can find us by typing trustthejourney.today. That'll bring you to our website directly uh, where you can purchase merchandise, you can subscribe and we'll send you updates when there's new episodes posted. You can become a Patreon follower by clicking on the orange button and that will get you into the Trust the Journey family where we have a loving group of people that support each other on our journey together. And you can also find us on Instagram and Facebook. And if you want to shout out to us on Instagram, we'd love to receive your messages. And yeah. Yeah, heck yeah. Right on, family. Thank you all so much for being with us. All right, here we go. Okay, guys, in this episode, we're doing something a little different. We thought we would experiment with sharing a list of, in this episode, our favorite movies and why. <laughs> the why piece of that of this experiment is I think the key piece, right? We could just list a bunch of things that we like in various forms of art or or you know whatever, but sharing why we why we choose these things I think is where the conversation is going to expand. So I'm actually excited to talk about this and see where it goes. You know, it's fun to change it up a little bit and to have a little less like intention towards like you know some deeper topic but you know even saying that the fact of the matter is that the movies that influence us and that we connect with there's some kind of deep connection there right it's some something that we value that has made a difference in our lives that we tend to have an impact on us you know so there's some story being told and like what's that story absolutely you know oh absolutely oh my gosh it's like, it's hard to even pick where to start. For me, it, I really didn't try, and this is intent, this intentionally, I didn't try to go, what are my, what is my favorite movie? I feel like that's like literally an impossibility. I like so many different films for so many different reasons. So I really just sat and I, I thought up the kind of first ones that came to mind and I wrote those down and I'm going to go with those because I don't know, that was just kind of how I wanted to approach this. I didn't want to overstress the like, what is my favorite movie and overthink it. Rather, I wanted to just kind of go with what first came up and then share about how exactly what you just said, how those pieces impacted me. You want to know what the first one, the literally the first one that I wrote down? Yeah, of course. Dirty Dancing. <laughs> really? <laughs> yep. Oh my God. Yep. That I mean, totally suits you. Such a classic film. I mean, so many people either love it or hate it. It's a cult classic for sure. But I remember seeing Dirty Dancing as a young girl, really not experienced in the realm of, you know, sex or or any of that at that stage in my life. And so seeing it as a young girl and sort of growing into my young womanhood, I was like informed <laughs> about certain things. And I remember even when they talked about uh, Penny, the the other like professional dancer in the movie, when they were talking about her getting knocked up, I didn't even know what that meant. I didn't even know what that meant for years later. And uh, I had no real understanding of the abortion part of it. I, I really was unclear about that when I first saw this movie. Um, but I definitely remember swooning at Patrick Swayze and really just, you know, having a f movie crush and imagining myself like doing the dirty dancing with the hot, amazing dancer. <laughs> But, you know, I mean, honestly, that stuff does influence us. You know, I wouldn't say I don't think that Dirty Dancing necessarily inspired my love of dance and movement. I would I would probably more say that I liked that before I saw this film. But I think it certainly 
probably contributed to it. I, I don't know. I don't really have any deep consciousness or awareness of that. But yeah, I loved it. And this and this woman coming into her own, sort of stepping into what she believes and a little away from her parents, you know, it just was a, a, such a poignant film for me when I saw it as, as a young, young woman. What do you think the biggest like eye opener for in it when you when you saw that like when you first picked it up where what are the scenes specifically in the movie that stay with you uh, so i mean i can't i would be lying if i didn't acknowledge the romantic nature of it you know and like when the they get together like of course that's a wonderful moment and you're like oh my god yay love so that for sure and another scene that stuck out to me is when baby is on this sort of bad date with this other guy that her parents are trying to make her go out with <laughs> So it's like the the rebel in me is very clear because I really resonated with this idea of I'm not going to be pushed down a path. I'm going to go the the routes that I am really called to go even if my parents don't approve of that. So that was one thing. And anyway, so she's on this date with this this person she clearly doesn't want to be on a date with and they go into like this back room and find a refrigerator to like get a snack and baby sees penny sitting upset and just sort of shivering and and clearly upset sort of in this back corner she notices her and she f basically makes figures out how to sort of get out of the situation and go and get help for this this girl that she saw so I love that piece as well, where Baby was not necessarily trying to like get the guy. It wasn't about that at all. It was about, I saw someone who needed help, and she took action and made that happen. And I just really love that. That sounds like it's playing to your nature of connectivity and caring and wanting to always you know, be considerate of the people around you. So I hear the resonant that's like a pre-existing component that I that I know Melanie to have and I don't know if that's something that's always been part of your personality since you were a child or if that's something that grew from seeing these kinds of things and having them presented and being like oh that I, I like that idea you such know? a good question I honestly yeah. don't know I, I can't pinpoint a starting point of that in in me I feel like a lot of the time movies kind of just act as the mirror a lot like our friends or our lives do and they show us the things about ourselves that are already there they're yeah. like inherent traits and they just bring them to our attention and go oh that's yeah that's me you know that, that really highlights for me yeah so, for sure yeah. i definitely of course love that you know the unexpected girl gets with the unexpected guy like i told of course i loved that part of the storyline like as most young girls do that's why half the reason we love dirty dancing is it's just like oh my god patrick swayze <laughs> so patrick swayze's in the one of my top favorites too yes right? i love this go yeah, because it was just the bomb i mean this such a dude right i mean bodie <laughs> right, right? Bodie, Pulp Fiction, okay? I'm not sorry, point Pulp break. Fiction. I, I just told Point Break, yeah. I just, I just did the change the letter with the P at the front, which is my Pulp Fiction is my other favorite movie. That's point awesome. Break and Pulp Fiction are my two favorites, oh, right? Like, love and it. I'm not, I'm totally happy to say those are my two favorite movies. Ever, I love you that. Know? You're like and clear. Those are yeah, two my two favorite movies. Oh, so love it. Go on. I've seen them both like 40 or 50. I think I've seen Pulp Fiction more than 50 times. More than 50. I believe you. Yeah. And, oh, there's there and, are things on my list that have that many that many. Point views. Break is is another one where I like I'll never click past it if I was clicking. Yeah. You know those those are like stop. You know just let it play and I'll totally enjoy that story. So um, Patrick Swayze in Point Break as the you know cool leader of the surfer gang. You know, the bad guy, good guy kind of role, you know, like I love that character so much because 
he's a bad guy, you know, he's a bank robber, right? <laughs> right? He's a bank robber, he's a criminal, right? And he's a bad guy for that, and he does bad stuff. But you can't help but love him for his passion and for just how engaged and like wide-eyed curious, right? Like the wide-eyed curiosity, just like, let's do something interesting. Let's do something exciting. Let's do something risky. Let's do something. Let's do something. Let's do something instead of nothing. Right. And (sighs) and, and that, like, that driving energy of, like, the scene where he shows up to Johnny Utah's door. It's like, knock, knock, knock on the door. And Johnny Utah's, like, crawling out of bed and the girl's in the back, you know. He's like, I'll come in to the front. And he's like... Open his door. It's still dark 30 out, you know? And he's like, yeah, well, what's up? And he's like, man, uh, you know, it's overhead and overhead and tubes are breaking out there. It's like, time to go surf, bud. You know, get up, <laughs> get up. It's time to go. You know, that attitude of like just pushing the people, pushing himself and pushing the people around him and those that he engages to to do more and challenge themselves more and to be more adventurous and to do the thing like get up out of bed when it's still dark out and go hit the water before the sun's even cracked the horizon you know that echoed with me so powerfully and i love that attitude so much my first year years i will say years and it's exists still today my first years at the drop zone i would be the guy who would get up in the morning and it would be blue skies and beautiful out. And in Canada, where I started jumping, you only get, you know, two months of summer. I'm going to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Summer is two months long, right? And you get limited time. So I would go door to door, trailer to trailer and be like, bam, 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 bam. Get up. First load's on a call. Bam, 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 bam. Get up. (laughs) Next load, first load's on the call. Bam, 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 bam. And I would wake up every single person on the drop zone and be like, it's beautiful out. It's time to go. Amazing. You know? This is it. And I didn't even realize it until this conversation right now that that was probably influenced. Like my behavior in that way was influenced by, you know, seeing Patrick Swayze in this movie playing this character of Bodhi of being like, come on, bam, 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 bam. It's time to go. It's time for adventure. It's time for fun. It's amazing. It really is amazing how pop culture influences us. And these people, these characters that embody the qualities that we want or we hope to live live into or grow into. Yeah, it's so... It's powerful influence for sure, no doubt. I love that. I mean, part of Point Break is they're on the edge, right? They're they're, and this is the sort of more uh, awakened, aware me going, fuck the system. Like they're kind of pressing back on the system. Not that I advocate breaking laws or you know all the hardcore stuff that they did in that movie, but I do like the energy of pushing back on what is commonly accepted. You know, so I love that. I mean, that shows up in obviously the surfing culture in that movie and also the skydiving that they do and stuff like that. But yeah. And even and, more more importantly, the role of Johnny Utah. Right? Yeah. And like, he's he challenged by law. that. He's the law. He's right? the like, system. He's like, yes. I'm all American. All yes. American. You know, football champion. Like yep. I'm an all American. And here I am doing my all American thing. I'm joining the FBI. Yep. I'm going to be the best of the best. And I'm going to go out there and I'm going to make sure that I you know, patriot by following, you know, taking down criminals, bad people. And you go, oh, bad people, right? And you're like, whoa, oh no, this person that I found that I think is a bad person because they fall into this box of judgment that I've decided to place people in Yeah, happens to be somebody that inspires the shit out of me and actually makes me feel more like a real person and makes me feel more alive. And yep. All the things about my own life start to come into play because of the mirror being presented by this criminal, yeah. you know. And yeah, I totally agree that the the there's a moral in the story that is there is a line to draw, you know, which is like you can't go out there and rob banks and shoot people, you know, and and have this highly negatively impactful negative impact and disregard for other people's lives and well-being and still hold that idealism in place of like yep. representing what it means to be a spiritual leader, you know, yeah, or, or like, spiritual in ourselves. Yeah. Right? 
Like there are lines. What yeah. are those lines though? The lines yeah. that have been dictated to us or the lines that we choose. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And so well, anyway, I'm going to take this to the, to the sim goes to my next, one of my next films is Shawshank Redemption. And I love that film so much because the reason I was thinking about it, it it's a story for people who haven't seen it. It's a story of uh, sort of a wrongful conviction. So it's a, it's a fascinating, this is definitely, I didn't even think about, this is going to be spoilers. So just if you're not wanting to hear the spoilers, just stop listening <laughs> today because you're probably going to. We want you to stop listening to our podcast right now. <laughs> stop listening to our <laughs> podcast. Go do something else and listen to the next one. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, the reason I love Shawshank is I read the novella. It's so Stephen King wrote Shawshank Redemption, and oh, it's really? a novella. It what? I didn't know Stephen King wrote it. Yeah, he wrote it, and it's a huh. it's a it's a section in a book called Different Seasons. And uh, I got super into this story as uh, I think I was like 14 or something like that, 15 maybe at the most. And I was obs like obsessively reading this story, this particular story. It was so good. I couldn't put it down. It was one of those nights when my mom came out and was like, hey, get to bed. <laughs> it, because it was so late, so past my, uh, you know, bedtime as it were. But I just couldn't put this story down. And so anyway, I read it. And then when the movie came out, I was excited because, oh my God, this is one of my favorite stories. I watched it and I thought, wow, this movie is just as good, if not better than that story that I was so intensely into when I read that as a younger person. And I... There's so much in this film, but interestingly, on the heels of the last couple of episodes we recorded, I feel like it's such an amazing, excellent story of friendship. Oh, I just love that. The story between Andy and Red is so moving to me because it's such a weird life. I mean, the friendship among all of the sort of various inmates is is moving to me. But yeah, the the friendship between Andy and Red, I always really loved and certainly from a perspective of perseverance and not losing hope like really persevering through any type of challenge to crawl through the shit metaphorically <laughs> literally in this movie and come out come out clean and free on the other side like that metaphor holy crap come on how ridiculously poignant is that in in life period whether it's through an emotional challenge whether it's in a psychedelic ceremony when you're really doing the hard work whether it's you know in a work challenge or a relational challenge you kind of crawl through that shit you get through the shit and and as a result you come out clean and free on the other side like just love that yeah, that's the the whole journey in itself, right? Like that, it just defines that the concept of like it's never gonna be, it, it's gonna be type two fun in type the process, fun. right? <laughs> and it's fun. gonna be like, ah, like this is not. It's the exact opposite of anything you ever want. But then the reality is the cleansing, the purification, the release, the freedom, all the things that come along with having fought your battles and having pushed through the darkness and the challenges and the things that we think, you know, that we couldn't possibly survive, you know, they, they, that old adage of what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Yep. Yeah. There's, there's an, there's an element in there. Yeah. Love it. So now, I mean, listening to your list, I'm like, it's interesting because for me, cause I'm like, Oh, these are not my favorite movies or movies I've even seen in any recent years. So I got my notepad out because yep. I'm like, I'm going to write these down because I'm actually going to watch them. So, <laughs> yeah. What's next on your list? Or well, what, what would you want to share next? Well, I want to talk a little bit more about uh, Point Break because... Yeah, do it. it, it it's I'm a Point Break baby. I That's what it. I consider myself, I right? I love it. Um, that movie was so impactful that it really did change my life like and like many people out there it had a huge there was a huge spike in the skydiving world following the release of that movie and 
it really did change the way that I think about myself and how I choose, you know, I, I see a lot of both of those characters in myself of both Bodhi and Johnny Utah of like holding respect and um, discipline in very high regard and but also being a highly spiritual and a person and a seeker uh, of the light, a seeker of adventure, a seeker of like the pure passion and and that connection and being present in the moment and all the things that get represented by that kind of willingness of the spirit of Bodhi to just take the risk rather than shy away and be afraid. And, and then in that interplay in the story of like when Bodhi's challenged and he just in, they both have this character that's very much on point where they get into these battle scenes with each other like when he's ch chasing him down and he's got the president mask on and he's they're running after each other and, and he can't shoot him because he loves him right right yeah and Ugh. it's this this is the story of self right it's like the part of me that like holds on to this idea of oh, I have to be disciplined and I have to hold on to these ideals that I've been taught and all these things that are important to me because this is what's been impressed upon me my entire existence versus the concept of like, just go with it. Just dive right into your fear and take it on headlong and, and be fearless and be present in the moment and find the flow in all of it. And this internal struggle, I mean, I can think of the times, I can think of one of me, it just pops right into the front of my mind where I was sat on top of an antenna tower about a thousand feet up alone. I had... I'm, I'm so smart at like 20 <laughs> like 24 years old oh. I had climbed up an antenna tower when I had a f half a dozen base jumps oh and God. sitting there at a thousand feet alone and watching the sun start to come up and trying to make up my mind if I have the gonads to dump off this thing you know and gonna and my internal dialogue is doing exactly that like you want to do this do this no, I'm terrified. I can't do this. You want to, you came up here, you, you get everything, you, you know, like you're having this battle and like literally standing there, like, uh, uh, like surging, like trying to push and can't and try to push and can't and like hands are gripped on the railing and like try to let go and they grip again. Oh. And it, this whole internal battle plays out. And I see that struggle like in the scenes in the movie where Bodhi's out the door of the plane and John and Utah's in the plane and he doesn't have a rig. And he's got the gun in his hand and, and he's like, fuck it <laughs> in the best way, you know, in like the real God. fuck me and my afraid of this and just dives right out the door with no rig on and just oh charges after him in the sky and chases him down. And like, it's the, the, the scene is just so intense, you know, Ugh. and it's that in, I've heard this battle within my head so many times and I'm really, really grateful for having the experience of watching this story play out and then being able to experience it myself because coming to terms with those things, those fears and those challenges and inside of myself has really been growth in the big yeah. picture, you know, like really like, oh, okay, cool. I, I actually, I don't have to battle with who I am anymore. Like I get it now and, and it all eases into place. And so, ah. <sighs> I really yeah. love this story. Yeah, it's amazing when you, the, there's judgment around the decision making process as a younger person or whatever, or just you don't have experience, so you're not sure if you're doing it right, quote unquote. Whether you know this idea or this battle of having, like, even how you put it, like having the gonads, like that is so you know, a classic thing of like, if you don't, there's something wrong or that's bad. Like there's some inherent judgment almost in that. As I, would, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. What? Self-judgment. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like yeah. inherent self-judgment of if I don't, if I don't jump or, or even the fact that I'm challenged and I, I can't figure out whether to jump or not is that it sounds like that experience of self-judgment of it's not okay that I don't necessarily know how to do this. 
or it's not okay that I maybe choose not to or something like that. And that's actually a big part of my own chosen leadership in the sport of skydiving is really trying to make that decision-making process and you deciding, you general, any person in our sport to, if they want to sit down, that that's fine, that that's cool. Mm. That's always, always okay. You know what I mean? So taking that and making a safe decision, but really aiming to remove that self-judgment from that type of decision process. I I love that you shared that because I think I can't imagine a ton of people don't feel that either engaged in extreme sports or just engaged in life at all. You know what I mean? Which I contest is somewhat of an extreme sport. (laughs) If death is one of the possible outcomes. (laughs) Right. Life is an extreme sport. Fuck yeah, I love that. Okay, so I, I appreciate having a little more time on that movie. Yeah, of course. I would say it's probably the most impactful movie in my life. That's so cool. Yeah, maybe it's... I think that it's a pretty tight race between Pulp Fiction and Point Break for like the movies I've watched the most times and just <laughs> right? thoroughly enjoy. But I'd say impactful-wise, definitely, definitely. Oh, I've definitely watched Dirty Dancing a million times. I couldn't tell you. I just watched I, it the I'm other day. I'm looking forward to watching Dirty Dance. I literally just watched it. I literally just watched it the other day. And I literally just the other day watched like the behind the scenes making of. I'm not joking. Like I still, awesome. I will own Dirty Dancing my whole life. I'm all about that. That's one of my faves. That's awesome. <laughs> okay. So tell me another. Okay. So I said Dirty Dancing, Shawshank. The next thing that came out of my consciousness in my list was Inception. Have you ever seen that? I have not. Yeah. I don't, think I, I don't think I have. I have. That's another movie that I have seen 50 plus times for sure. It's wow. a movie with Leonardo DiCaprio and uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and uh, a handful of other great actors in my personal view. Um, why I love it is... I don't want to ruin it if people haven't seen it because it's very, it's deep and insightful, but it it's this amazing visually and intellectually gripping look at the mind. And I love that. The mind and our relationship with the experiences that we have in life and how we navigate those and the courage it takes to go deeply into those memories and those experiences and those impacts on us. And yeah, I mean, it's hard to describe if you haven't seen it. I really would just invite anybody to watch it. I, I really loved it. It's You have to pay attention. It's not something you can do other work and watch sort of on the side. You have to watch the movie. Put your phone down. You people. have to put your phone down. You can't be working to watch it that's that's it's one of my favorites awesome well i don't believe that i've seen it so i'm gonna definitely add it to my list that's Yay! cool i might cool. even do movie night tonight i think <laughs> yeah it might be a and good if, movie night if that's the reason that it came into my consciousness is just to share it briefly so people will watch it that's cool very cool okay so I think this is, it's an easy home run. You can throw this one out and it's like lobbing a softball up for anybody to be able to hit it and be like, yes, one of the best movies ever made, my personal opinion, but I'm sure that pretty much everybody out there is going to agree it's Forrest Gump. Woo, Forrest Gump, such a good movie. Oh my gosh. I I adore the simplicity, (sighs) right? There's just this beautiful nature and i mean i have to say tom hanks just absolutely nailed this role you know as far as like an, a lifetime performance it's it's an absolute um top scoring movie maybe for me it's going to be in in my top five period cool. and i would say i've seen it you know dozens of times and the the storyline is so beautifully narrated, you know, with how he's just sitting on the bench, just telling the story the whole time. And it's all just storytelling, which I think the writers really hit it on the head with the concept of 
what is a movie supposed to do is tell a story and the the tradition of storytelling which we've chatted about before which is you know handed down from all time you know from the original when we before we even had words you know when we just sat around and memed out what our adventure of the day was so that our, our family members our tribe could relate to the experience you know around the fire and so i feel like forrest gump nails the storytelling aspect and it puts the you the viewer in both his experience from his point of view but as well it actually brings the viewer into the movie to be a participant in the movie where you're the other person on the bench you know who comes and goes and gets on the bus and leaves and somebody else sits down and picks up and you know he continues telling the story and that gets to be you yeah. you get to be part of it yeah oh i love the long-term nature of forrest gump as well i love that it shows the evolution of of the various characters and him over a long period and a long life experience that is so cool like lieutenant dan oh my god i love love the story of lieutenant dan as well because of you just think that he could go one way and he ends up going another way you know and yeah i mean oh it's just the long-term nature of life and the long-term nature of relationship and Oh, all the struggle, but also all the possibility, all well, uh, all of what's possible. What about the like the how random the universe is? Like it really yeah. tells the story of how out of nowhere your life is going to make a ninety degree turn in a direction you never saw coming. It's completely ridiculous. One minute you're like, I'm here. And next thing you're like, oh my God, I'm in Vietnam in a war. Oh, the next thing I know, I'm a champion ping pong player. You know, like, <laughs> right. if, how did I get from here to here? You know, I'm on a trip boat, you know? <laughs> right. And this is our lives, right? Like, this is what happens. And, and they just, matter of fact, tell the story from like chunk to chunk to chunk. And, and this is the cold reality that we're like, we have no idea what is around the next corner and what, who we're going to meet. And what's going to happen. You so know? true. And how we're going to react. Yeah. Right? How we're going to react. I love the whole, that in, you see that in the story a bunch of times where like when he's in the scene in the war and he just starts running in to go get everyone and bringing them all out and becomes a war hero. Yeah. Because he doesn't, he, nobody knows how he's going to react. He doesn't know how he's going to react. He just starts acting, you mm -hmm. know, taking action. And that also plays out later on in the movie when things go bad for him with Jenny and he just bolts. Yeah, starts you know? running. What yeah. a what and an amazing metaphor. God, I've I've done that. <laughs> Every, know? Like, everybody has done that. It's such that. a classic yeah, it's such a classic tale, you know, of the yeah, the heartbreak leading to the running away, leading to the running, leading to the it becomes something totally fucking incredible. It's just it's yeah. so it's such a beautiful uh, section of the story I think too yeah big time how uh, everybody gets inspired too like he just he runs away from his problems yep. so I did this <laughs> yeah. I did that oh my god like I had all these problems and I freaked out and ran away and made a life out of it and <laughs> inspired people by going after my passion which was just something to do instead of thinking or feeling what I was feeling before exactly and, right you know just exactly like, I don't, right. I don't want to think about what that just happened behind me, and I'm going to keep it behind me by moving towards whatever that is. And I don't know what that is. It's just something I chose a direction in. Yeah. And that's fine because right now all I need to do is not have that be close to my mind. So uh, I, mean, I, that's exactly what I do with swooping, skydiving. <laughs> you know. Oh, I, oh, I'm aware. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, oh, I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's called vulnerability, people. <laughs> Telling the story about how it's you just run away from all your problems. It, yeah. yeah, and it's it's amazing how long it can take sometimes to recognize that's what we've done or that's what we're doing, and it's okay. It's all okay. It all and comes together as life. It, 
yeah, sometimes it's even just completely inspiring and beautiful. Yep, for sure. Uh, Interestingly, this is another good segue to the next thing that I wrote down. Not that we need to have any number of things that we share today. I just kind of wrote down a bunch based on what came out. But the next thing I wrote down was Sound of Music. And I think it's insightful talking about this idea of running away from our problems. There's a totally, I love the Sound of Music definitely for the music. I love that it is based on a true story. I love that it has this tone of of resisting uh, oppression and, and parts of the system that is clearly not okay and wrong. So like resisting the Nazis and stuff like that. Um, but what I just thought of connecting to this idea of Forrest Gump is that there's a scene in the movie where Maria she clearly is starting to fall in love. The captain and she are starting to fall in love and she freaks out. She's so she's a, a nun and she thinks that's her path in life. And so she runs away. She leaves the kids. She leaves him and she just kind of disappears. And of course, that's uh, very hurtful and makes them very sad and the children very sad. And she leaves, but then she gets counsel from the trusted people in her life and she realizes that she actually wants to and the right thing to do for her is to go back and to face to face that not that she knows how it's going to turn out not that you know the captain might be marrying the baroness right like so it's not that she knows how it's going to go but that it's that she didn't want to run away from and let that choose her life and so i love that Interestingly, at the end of the movie, they choose to run together as a family away from that oppression. And that's like such a moving part of the story where they, as a family, climb over the Austrian Alps to to freedom and safety. Awesome. I haven't yeah. seen that movie since I was a kid. Oh, I love it. I know every song by heart. Every single word of the entire movie I could I could speak. To this, totally into the podcast. Surprise me! <laughs> I can see you singing along with it all. Too. Every single word, my friend. Well, I'll have to watch it with you sometime. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because that won't be annoying. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be the best part. <laughs> oh, you know, um, I musicals are a funny topic overall, right? Because musicals can be fantastic, or they, they can just be like, oh my God, they can be the worst thing yeah. ever. Yeah. I think you have so, to love musicals. You have to love music. I mean, yeah. yeah. But anyway. All right. I'm going to throw... Um, now, this is what I call an all-American, all-star. It just epitomizes American culture for me. And for this, I mean, I really value it. Again, it's the whole storytelling thing. But I think that the story, it just, it hits Americana right on the head and says, this is the definition. At least my, of course, this is all just my own opinion. You know, welcome to your own. Um, Armageddon. Ooh, nice. And I love, I love the score. Yeah. I love the casting. I love the save the world premise of the movie i love the ragtag team of um blue collar general people me you and any guy who could be working wherever getting out there and getting after it and you know living into our dreams of stepping up and being the the one who like takes the responsibility on the shoulders but i love that i love the team mentality behind it i love the the father-daughter relationship that happens in there and the totally. son, you know, the, the, the son-in-law type, you know, young love, the, the pulling of the daughter away from the father and the young boy pulling out and this, this interplay and the transition of like the mature male role to the younger one and all the pieces that go into it. And oh my, I, there's a shot, which is one of my favorite. It's super simple. Um, you know, it's not, what am I going to say? It's one of my absolute favorite pieces of cinematography is when they like, and I'm, I'm not about a spoiler. I'm like, if you, if you haven't seen this movie already, yeah. go see it. But when they when they hit the button and they, sh- they shoot into, a, it's like the camera zooms in through her eye 
and all of a sudden it goes in through the eye and out through the cosmos mm-hmm. and i absolutely love the way that this shot is done because it just it says so much about how everything exists inside of us you know there's this one particular like zooming in on the eye and the like <gasps> and this awareness of life and death all in one instant all coming into a single moment and yeah. it's kind of the singularity effect i think it's the best interpretation visual interpretation i've ever seen of what it means to not be in a world of duality life and death but to be in this singularity where everything comes into one existence all at at the same time oh i love that that's and i have a crush on Liv tyler (laughs) of course duh (laughs) of course Yeah. yeah oh my god i bawled my eyes out I, I cry every time. Oh my god! The every father, time I daughter, cry. I mean, any parental, any parental, like mother daughter, father daughter story for me, I, I like lose my shit. I still cry a lot to this day, and I'm I'm totally cool with it. I am like super cool with the oh, fact yeah. that I love my parents so much. <laughs> for sure, and I'm so connected to them intimately. It's you know, it's like it's a wonderful thing. I think that the power of that emotional charge. But yeah, oh my God, bawled my eyes out with the fucking hand on the screen. And oh my God, Jesus. Yeah. And I love the um, uh, evil Knievel parts in it where they're like, they have to jump over the canyon on (laughs) the asteroid in the lunar rover kind of thing. They're like, we're going for it. It's like, it's total yeehaw, Dukes of Hazzard, evil Knievel Americana, right? But like in outer space, you know, with a bunch of oil rig guys, you know, so it's hyper ridiculousness, you know? And the ragtag team being the ones that save the world. I I love that too. That like, you don't have to be some perfect incredible whatever elevated on some pedestal type person it's that when people come together with their unique skills and talents they can do great things that is such a beautiful message absolutely and that plays out in the interplay between the roughnecks and the astronauts and soldiers yeah right so you've got this highly trained team that's like You know, scientists, soldiers, astronauts, pilots, people that can do the job. And then you've got this group of roughnecks. And the truth of the matter is one team can't do it without the other. This team can't do it without this team. And this team can't do it without this team. And what it's really about, what it's really saying is we all need each other in some way or another. We need somebody who's willing to go for it. And we need somebody who's willing to follow the order and we need somebody who's willing to think rationally and we need somebody who's willing to get a little crazy and sit on the nuclear warhead (laughs) i just wanted to feel the power between my legs you know (laughs) so it's like all right right." back to dirty dancing (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh yeah and i love the music in the movie i think uh, aerosmith totally crushes it and I remember just listening to that song over and over and over again. Just loved it. Steve Buscemi. Yeah. Bruce Willis. Like, Uh, it's just some, in our lifetimes, I mean, I think these guys just completely crush it for, yeah. What's so funny is the other day when I watched the Dirty Dancing making of movie, when I I was telling you this literally just happened in my life, there's this this series on Netflix that shows sort of the making of some of the movies that made our lives. And uh, one of those shows was about Die Hard. And it talked about how Bruce Willis was not a big deal. Like Die Hard was his coming like big movie, but it was because he was not sort of heartthrobby because he like had to basically look like a not a guy that would be a hero in Die Hard. And I, Die Hard wasn't on my list. I didn't, although I do love that movie. Um, but it's relevant to this. So now Bruce Willis, it's so fascinating in real life to see the actors go on that path of of what they choose and the projects that they choose and the projects that they're actually given the opportunity to choose. It's that whole part of movie making, that whole part of creative teamwork, that whole part of creating period is also really fascinating to me and interesting to me. It's very cool. So what's up? What else for you? All right. Well, taking a little bit of a turn. (laughs) 
after Sound of Music, what I wrote down, had to own it, it's Elf. I love the movie Elf. I will own that for fucking ever. Yeah, Elf with Will Ferrell. It's a Christmas movie. If you have not seen it, I mean, yeah, I get it. If you're not into holidays or Christmas, that's cool. That's no problem. That movie is so awesome because Buddy, the character that Will Ferrell plays, is this beautiful, epically pure person who does not fit in. He does not fit in at all. And yet he's this pure, beautiful, loving, and he, he champions these wonderful qualities like being together, loving each other, each other, cuddling and singing loud and bringing cheer to all. Like, I, I cannot get over how much I love it. And of course, it's ridiculous. It's really funny. So like that, I, I could I watch it every year and it's super, super awesome. And I could watch it outside of the Christmas holidays and probably be just as happy watching it. Boom. There's my speech. I actually really dig on Christmas movies. <clears throat> it's one of the times a <laughs> year when I actually sit down and I hit the hit the button a bunch of times and watch a bunch of stuff. Like I really enjoyed the Grinch movie this year, the oh, most yeah? recent uh, version of it. Yeah, I thought that was super fun. And I love putting on the old um, Rudolph movies and <laughs> Snowman and like the really classic like claymation type animation right. stuff. Oh yeah, that's I really enjoy that. And Charlie Brown and Snoopy. It's the best, right? Yeah, I love the. I mean, I love the classics. I definitely call Elf a new classic because sure. so many people love it. But I just, yeah, I just feel like I really resonate with Buddy. <laughs> like I feel like I'm like him, you know. Whether you you just you commit to your positivity and the things that you believe in, and people resist you, and oh, I just love that his beautiful positivity sort of really conquer and like really overcomes that those dark forces <laughs> they're not resisting you melanie they're resisting <laughs> their own their own fear of being positive themselves it's true no i know and i just love that i love anyway and buddy the world's best cup of coffee how he's it's a shitty cup of coffee but he's like this is the world's best cup of coffee he's stoked on even the smallest little things and i love that that's so good. What's oh. next for you? Uh, I have uh, one that's a little more poignant. Uh, there's two, actually. Um, and these are silent. There's no um, there's no, vo- no audio. Like, they're not speaking. There's music, there, but there's no storyline. It's completely visual. It's Samsara and Baraka. And I've never these, heard of these in my life. Tell me more. Okay, th- yeah, these are uh, movies that were both done by the same um, people. Actually, sh- I should know the name of who've done it, but I don't have it right here. So Samsara and Baraka are visual documentaries of who we are as an entire being on this planet they're the story of the earth and all things of the earth all animals all plants all beings and our relationships together and how we as humans play into this story and how our choices and decisions affect the whole health of the being that is the world wow very very powerful documentaries sometimes really hard to watch there's sections that are going to be very challenging because they put the truth right in front of us in front of our own eyes and other parts that are just awe inspiring like just so in awe of the pure beauty that of who we are and everything that is and you know the breathtakingness that is a sunset that is the Mount Everest that is the Grand Canyon or the, the Arctic, yeah. you know, the, the, the pure beauty that is one animal caring about another and then the polarity of one animal caring nothing about the other, yeah. you know, 
So it's so touching and so moving. And if anybody, I highly recommend if you have not seen these movies, these are a must watch for anybody that would be even willing to listen to this podcast for a second, just to click for a second. These are things you would absolutely should do for yourself. And they're highly developed spiritual statement about who we are as humans, but also who we are as an entire being, as in life as a whole. And that includes all things in the universe, all things that exist. There's no separation between anything. It's all, we, we are all one big thing. I love it. I'm definitely going to watch them. I look forward to it. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan. Documentaries is a whole different, whole different, Gosh, we could do a whole episode on documentaries and. Well, I'm a, I'm a like honestly, like I'm a nature film watcher. Mm-hmm. Like I think I've watched every single nature thing that I've ever seen put on air. You know, like <laughs> whether awesome. it's everything. You know, I'm actually highly versed when it comes to like understanding all the species that exist on the planet and where they are and the ecosystems and everything just from intense documentary watching you know the the whole planet earth series it was just continues to be an absolutely phenom an absolute phenom of videography cinematography you know biology capture of all the things out there oh i love that stuff so much. my whole life has always been like that i love that do you know where that comes from or why yeah i think my mother i can thank for that for putting life magazine uh encyclopedia of the natural world in front of me at a very Mm -hmm. young age i was very blessed to have this catalog of this giant stack of life magazine natural world and i also was very fortunate and I consider myself to be this. This is like the most beautiful gift I could ever receive. The entire National Geographic collection from its inception. Wow. So yeah, somehow I ended up with like everything from like the 1920s or 30s, all the way forward. Like every single issue in a entire book cabinet, this massive cabinet in my basement when I was a kid, and I read every single one of those things. Oh my God! Wow. Yeah, and now I hold now I have a DVD collection that has every episode, every magazine of National Geographic that's ever been made. Yep. So that's in my on my shelf right over here wow. because I value that so much, and I've still maintained those subscription to the magazine for many years. Yeah, that's so cool. I love I love those small pieces of our lives that that the influence that influence those influence points so think about that you know like this is something you know, we're all adults who are likely listening to this program so i love when we have the opportunity to influence a child those kinds of impactful gifts i mean it's nice to have whatever the flashy toy is right these yeah. days but that's not the stuff that makes the big difference when you're older. I mean, I loved my Millennium Falcon. Don't get me wrong. Thanks, mm-hmm. Grandma. That thing was awesome. Yes. <laughs> totally. Know. Yeah. That had the best, coolest toy ever. But <laughs> it didn't impact me with the same value that that National Geographic collection did. Like, oh my, you know? Yeah, for sure. It's it. That is one of our core missions with our new demonstration jump team. So highlight our new team. Our core mission is to inspire women and girls to live bold, brave lives of their own design. And so if people can look at us landing and see, seeing women landing parachutes in a, you know, public venue and some event where they would never see that, that can really create a stake in the ground moment for a young person. I am super excited at that possibility. Yeah, not just for flight or skydiving, but really for the broader scope of, wow, they can do that. What can I do? Just inserting that question and that possibility into young minds just excites me to no end. I'm super proud of you you (sighs) women for inspiring others and for taking on the challenges yourself to be able to be the women that you are today, which can easily step into these roles with full confidence and um, be the type of women that other young girls and other women out there can look up to and be like, Hey, I can do the things I want to do in my life too. I'm going for it. Thank you. Thank you. I want to go back to the national geographic really quickly and share I'd say this is probably the last share I'll share for this time around, but Avatar. 
Avatar to me is just one of my absolute favorites because of the connection to the earth, the clear story and beautiful story in that in that movie and amazing. I just feel like they amazingly showed and visually represented how we are connected with the earth and with nature and with other beings and each other. It's just, oh, oh, I love it so much. Like, I see you. Uh, oh, I just can't. I, yeah, love, love, love. I can echo that. I, I, any, any movie that talks about our greater connection is really on the top of my list every time, you know? And that one, I feel like it's a pretty well told, like the story is told very well for the time, you know, that we live in today, the way that the characters are and the way that it's laid out, you know, in kind of the the point in time that it per, per, um, what word I was going to use there. I started saying a word. I don't even know what word I was going to use. <laughs> the time, you know, the time that we're the period. in now. I know, the, period. It's the period. Period. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> Comma. Comma. Um. <laughs> All right. So um, I got a couple more on my list that I want to share still. I want to um, hear them. Go for it. I'm good. I'm good so with my shares. I want to hear I yours. Have, I have... One more that just popped up for me, which is super funny one. And I think we all need more comedy in our life. And as I started to think about this, I'm like, oh, there's a whole list of funny movies. Oh, my God. Yeah, we can do an episode of comedy. I'm almost a default to comedy. Like, it's almost always that I go, like, nature or funny, you know? (laughs) Because I'm like, I want to see something beautiful and just inspiring and makes me feel peaceful or I'd rather laugh. I almost never choose, like, to be scare myself or to like overstimulate myself or put violence in my face or that kind of stuff you know so this is a classic one ferris bueller's day off love it oh my gosh love it the entire storyline uh cameron when he he just goes catatonic (laughs) so funny (laughs) no so funny and jennifer gray in yeah. the sister role, oh my god, she plays such an amazing pissed off sister. Yes. Oh my One god. One of the best characters in the movie, right? <laughs> yeah. Just constantly. And Charlie Sheen. <laughs> Charlie. Charlie Sheen. Sheen. You know, bad boy in the police station, just sitting there like so chill. Hey there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. I can so resonate with his character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I can only imagine you I as love, a young person. I know. this is That was me as a young person. When I was in my, like, 18 years old, 19 years old, I was like, yeah, I'm in all kinds of trouble right now. <laughs> Going through a rough patch in life, people, and I'm looking good doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I got you there. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. A rough patch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Looking good doing it. Yeah. Totally chill. All right. Oh my so. god, so awesome. I agree with you completely that oh. there's a ton of comedy movies on my list. No question about it. Tons of them. I want to mention um, w- one more very quick, and then I want to leave one on the table because I don't. I'm gonna finish with one I haven't seen. Ooh, yeah, love it. Okay, before I touch on that one though, I'm gonna bring up one of my other favorites that I think if I would again, if you haven't watched this one, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. The Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Um, Jim Carrey. And the story is so well written and the confusion, like the chaos that plays out throughout it and the I'm not sure and the the relatability of the story to each one of our own lives of when we've struggled with 
making choices and not knowing how we feel about them and wanting to get past things, but then wanting to hold on to things and, yeah. and this interplay and cutting away from uh, parts of ourself that are important to us or villainizing people in our lives that we love and then burning bridges and all these kinds of ideas. And they freaking crush it in this movie you know and i've seen this dozens of times and again i'll stop on it anytime and there's so many scenes that i just <sighs> adore in this movie so much Tangerine. Of jim carrey as an actor in his comedic work in his more deep and meaningful work and as a, just a person and where he is on his own spiritual path i'm a, I'm a big fan Big, big huge, fan. Huge fan as yeah. well. I absolutely love the journey that we've seen in Jim Carrey as well. And I absolutely love the way he's completely open about it. And he's just Agreed. said, you know, like, who who was I? I didn't even know. Like, I was just all these characters. I And I I think we can all, in some way, and I'll say for myself, I completely resonated with the idea of, like, made up an identity for myself that was based in who I was being because of this role that I'm playing that you know says this is who I am and then when the role ends I don't know who I am anymore because I put myself into that role in such entirety like you know I've made it everything that I am and you've come up the other side of the movie or for me you know my story and in, in being a pro athlete and then yep. going I don't even uh, yep. you know oh yeah, yeah. same same yeah. Melanie Curtis professional skydiver yeah I know that person well Melanie Curtis without skydiving? No clue who that is. Who's that? Yeah. 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 Super cool. Okay, so I'm going to put this one on the table, and I'm going to read it as a recommendation from one of my very best friends. He's on my personal board of directors, Mr. Love Brad Chatelier, member of the uh, Trust the Journey family. Thank you for your support, <laughs> Brad. Love having you. Love you, Brad. Yeah, love you so much, Brad. The best of youth. The best of youth? The best of youth. An Italian drama. It's six hours long. Wow. It is a 40-year cross-section of the lives of a group of best friends and family. Oh, fascinating. I've never seen it either. I will watch mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Six-hour long drama for all you ladies out there who like some drama. <laughs> <laughs> let's get on the I'm couch a and snuggle for life. six hours. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's uh, Netflix and chill six hours. <laughs> Watching a, a deep uh, sort of documentarian drama. Cross-section, 40 years of a group of friends and family. Amazing. I love Thanks, it. Brad. Oh, my God. Speaking of that cross-section of family, it's just, I, I, since we're closing up this episode, it's a great, it's just, it, it's always curious to me how things build over time. We talked about that a bit this episode, but it is exciting to me to see how the Trust the Journey family is growing and how we're growing, uh, how the show is growing, how this project and all, all of it, all of this stuff that is connected to Trust the Journey, both the creative uh, creating, both the teamwork between us, both the family and the relationships and connections building there. It's, it's beautiful to be a part of and to, to witness and to be a part of. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I want to send out some gratitude because gratitude is the attitude. And one of the things that I've wonderful, I, I have thank you universe for reinforcing things with science when I find myself coming to a personal epiphany and then having some science show up right afterwards to reinforce it and anchor it for me. Thank you, universe. Um, gratitude actually changes us. Just the simple practice of thinking about why or what we might be grateful for actually changes our physiology and makes us happier people just by making a practice. So yes. the whole um, thing of having a, a gratitude journal, a gratitude diary, let's say every day, write down something you're grateful for just doing that, just thinking about how grateful we are actually makes us feel better, feel happier and just be more positive. So 
I am eternally grateful to everybody who chooses to push play, who subscribes, who likes, who shares, who takes part in joining us on this journey. And I'm eternally grateful to Melanie for being my teammate on this journey as well and providing this space for myself and for everybody else to participate in being open and vulnerable and trusting and connected and all the things that we talk about. It's not just a tagline, people. Yep. It's not. It's the legit Thanks, Mel. Legit. That's so legit. <laughs> yeah. So, and the Trust the Journey family and everyone. And it's really, as a, it's really changing my life. I see it in my connections with my teammates, with my business partners, with my friends, with my lovers, with my family, with people I randomly meet, strangers. The way that all life is playing out is getting better and better and more joyous and more easeful you know as a result of just living into these values and sharing together so thanks everyone i ditto <laughs> ditto join us everybody trust the journey today all the ways share if you're inspired we love you so much tagline legit keep laughing keep loving and keep trusting the journey Love you. Love you. <laughs>